It's time! <laughs> Welcome to the Trying to Be Grown no, podcast. No. In the red no. corner, no. over there. Nope. In no. the OVO trunks, my guy Byron Keaton, my co host. And over here in the blue corner, you see me, 250 pounds of pure, unadulterated, raw, Demonic Carter. And the Bruce Buffer intro was, uh, it had to do with the, the Mayweather. Jake Paul fight. Is it Jake Paul or Paul? Which one he fight? It don't really matter. The bro. Mayweather Paul fight this evening. Who you got? That's tomorrow, I thought. No, it's tonight. Sure. First of all, why are you asking me who hey, I got? Bro. No, I'm saying who do you think gonna win? <laughs> you, first of all, they don't even know what day we're recording this, bro. So why can't you just go ahead and just, just go, ahead not, pass, not, go ahead and pass it off? Go ahead and pass lie. it off. But the episode's gonna come out after it's already happened. First of so all, just tell me who you think gonna win. Nope, there's no winners to the fight, they said. Who do you think is going to win the fight, Byron? You, uh, what you mean? The no, professional no. boxer. Okay. And that's that's all I needed to hear. Like, that's it. That's all I needed to hear. Demonic, I don't know why you asked. That would be like <laughs> you going into a tiger cage and someone asks me who going who gonna to win in a fight between Demonte and the tiger. Okay. You think it's that drastic of a... Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fine. Hey, bro. That man ain't... He's not going... Did you not see them training videos? Hey, bro. Floyd was out here bobbing, weaving... <laughs> Dumb quit. And then I saw one in Logan Paul or Jake Paul, whichever one it is. He had, <laughs> he was trying to do the Muhammad Ali thing. What oh, Muhammad Ali? Just the. Oh, like on the ropes? Oh, um, the rope it up. Hey, bro. If he do that in the fight, Floyd going to knock him out. Okay. Well, I, I also have Floyd, but I just, I just want to. Hey, bro, I don't know why you asked that. I just thing. wanted to start off with that. And I, 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 I got him. Better, I'm, clo- I'm closer to 240 than I am to 250, so I kind of stretch the The better question would be, is the fight going to go the distance or something like that? Don't ask who's going to win. Okay. And that's fine. I, I didn't want to I didn't even want to talk about the fight. I just wanted to get it briefly out there in this. That's I got all, you, bro. I got you. We got. I got you. So you're weak as a, as a bar preparing mm, individual. Don't, 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 don't bring that up, man. Don't even bring that up. It's that bad? It ain't bad. It's just, it ain't fun, you know. I can imagine. Just study all day, work out, come mm-hmm. home. Then normally you get some little joy after like a Laker win or something. <laughs> I'll study all day and go work out or something, then come back to a loss. Man, I was going through it. And that kind of that's a smooth transition. Going into through this, it, bro. Into this next thing. Uh, you had a rough week for, we, for a bunch of reasons. We. We had a rough week. I mean, yeah, we had a rough yeah, I, Me as a Laker fan. We as Laker as a, fans. We as Laker fans. As Laker fans. We as people that, for some reason, are rooting for the Lakers. Sure, you're not a Laker fan. But let's. Define I feel fans. like you had a rough week because not only the Lakers lost, but a piece of your favorite player's legacy became... Came into question. See, came into question. <laughs> came into yeah. question. Who questioned it? A bunch of people are questioning it. All right? It, it, it's, there are a whole bunch of people that are questioning it. And I, that's, that's why hey, bro, you I started know. off defensive. I ain't know. Wait, wait, defensive. wait, 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 wait. First of all, I don't know how his legacy can come into question at the age of 36. Four, four rings, four finals MVPs. At this point, you, you can't question. I ain't never heard nobody questioning Tim Duncan. I ain't hear nobody questioning Kobe. I ain't, I, don't, I ain't hear none of that. When Kobe came off of the two-peat and then got put down the first round, then nobody said a thing to him. Oh, Kobe's legacy is impacted by this. This man got swept. Then nobody say a word. 
So why, when it comes to LeBron James, his legacy is in question? Because a lot of the time... When he was coming off an injury, missing the previous 25 games? Now go ahead. I'm sorry. I have to... A little side note for the viewers and the listeners. And I didn't even I didn't even say that. Appreciate y'all wherever you rocking with us. Thank you for thank hey, you for bro. tuning in, either video wise, audio wise, or a mix of the two. You have a very strong tie to LeBron James as a basketball. Nah, cause you were just talking about this five minutes ago, bro. Yeah, I know, but I'm that's what that's what I'm already riled up about. Nah, you've been riled up. I ain't been riled up. Yes, I, I ain't said nothing all week. Yes, you have. I think that you People I think, have tried to rile me up, but no. I man. think the minute that the loss happened in your mind, you was like, oh, this is about to be bad. Because you you know that you're gonna have to answer for it. Cause you have been campaigning for this man for the last I mean, the last five, six years that I done known you. You've been campaigning strong for LeBron James as the greatest basketball player ever. So I know that this has to come as a as a blow to your being that my being that my favorite player is already done. Nope. See, no, it's, we, it's different. I'm not going to let you I'm not going to let you or anybody else do this. I'm not I'm not going to let y'all do this. Him losing this game is not a blow to his legacy. And that, I said in question. That's all I said. How's it? Did, and okay. You're okay. The did right the now. Wizards days put Jordan his you legacy said. in question? Yes or no? No, did it didn't. did Kobe um after he won his last two people with Paul Gasol all those the I think it was four to five years after that did those put his legacy in question? No, they did not. Tim Duncan, Shaq, Shaq when he was playing with the Cleveland Cavaliers, Celtics, any of that. So no. why is it when it comes to LeBron James, his legacy is in question, or this is a legacy game? Because there are certain things that, and I'm I'm not even. I haven't given you an answer as to whether I even think that it's a blow to his legacy or not. No, I just think that image-wise, you have a whole bunch of people out here saying... Haters! That's who was out there saying that it's haters. And I said he had a strong emotional no, tie to this. because this don't make sense. And he disagreed with me. You don't think, just, Demonica, just looking at him right Demonica, now, or hearing him, or hearing him. Do you think that he has a strong emotional what tie other, to LeBron James? What other NBA legend has their game been in question after them playing 18 years? What? At the tail end of their career, no. nobody else has ever been in question. None that I can. So why is it only why why are we even some people even questioning? It, is my question. I have an answer for it. Go ahead. But I think. Go, if, can you answer my question first? That's what I'm trying to. No, nah, you about to. I, I felt a segue coming. I feel some strong emotional ahead, ties man. just radiating off that microphone. Nope, but nope. anyways, I think that he could have added. To his legacy by being by playing the way that he's playing now. We haven't seen a player play at this level this late in their careers. And some people forget that he's I don't even think necessarily some people forget. I think people aren't taking into account how old he is and how much we should not be putting a real emphasis on what's going on now for a bunch of reasons, age being one of them. But I think that just the reason it's going this way, because people felt like he could have gotten to a certain point positively to at, contribute to his legacy uh, if he were to win a championship now. So I think to see this first-round exit to a team that really is not a perennial winner, a team that just kind of got the put two together. Does the 2C. Does that discount anything I just said? You said not a, per, discount how not a perennial winner. Did I, does that discount I'm just saying just that, that's a 2C, bro. Does that discount anything I just said? I didn't say you did. I just said I'm giving you reasons. You said why they're not, not a winner. How I haven't not? even start. I haven't even started giving you reasons why it's why it's like a. I'm just. I'm, I just asked. You said a perennial winner, in which this year they are a perennial winner. There you are know two. What seeds. perennial means? And I'm not talking about. I'm you talking don't know about, what no, the word perennial means. I do know what means. it means. It what means is, what like, does perennial mean? With 
in this context, it would be like five to like basically a Golden State Warriors team before they fell off. Just well, a team yeah, that, a team that, that wins can, repeatedly. Yeah, That's the yeah, point. Yeah. So but, if this is their first year but this winning is, over like no, what, no. 50 games? Listen, listen. First of all, it was 72 games this season. I'm saying, but this is their first year nope, winning but over 50 they're games. They're a perennial winner in the context of this season. Not ever. Excuse me. In this season. But that that's that discounts the entire meaning mm. of the word perennial. No, it doesn't. Because yes, it does. Repeatedly. You know, perennials wait, are wait, flower wait, wait, wise. Wait, 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 wait. Perennial means repeatedly. How many games are there in the season? <laughs> that's not how it works. How many games are there that's in the season? That's not how it works. How many games are there in the season? Tell me how many games in the season. Perennial flowers. Like perennial flowers. How many games are in the season? Flower. How many games are in the season? Do they have to win a lot of games? Second most in the league? You know, you know, I'm not. Go ahead, continue to finish. You know, what perennial flowers do. I don't know, know nothing about them. That's flowers. what I'm 99 percent sure. That's what that's where the name perennial. Comes I don't think from. that's. I, I think you want to bet. I don't think that's where you want to bet. Bro. Okay. You know I bet, bro. Okay, well, not. You know I don't bet. Let me look. You talk for a second. You find nope. something to talk. You find something nope. to talk to these people. About. I'm not going Why to are you so strongly emotionally tied to LeBron James? That's, How a, better am I that's I, a better question. I just asked a question. No, it just it's like you will not let me get well, anything. I, I don't understand. First of all, y'all are completely. Most these people discounting the Suns who they are, as if they are not the two seed. I'm not saying that they're not the two seed. I'm saying that they're not a team like that. They're not even a team composed of people that win often. There's nobody on that team that has ever won a Western Con- that has ever won a conference finals. As far as I know, there might be somebody buried in. The- no, Jay Crowder has. Jay Crowder has. Jay Crowder is the only member of that team. That has ever won a conference finals. Y'all acting it's like the only member. Also, we, people are completely discounting the Suns because they didn't make the playoffs last year. As if they wouldn't have made the playoffs if DeAndre Ayton wasn't suspended for 25 games, the season wasn't cut short, and then what was the last thing? Oh, they went 8 0 in the bubble. So this team has shown that they're a successful team. Remember that? Mm hmm. But people, people just want to discount that, man. And, and they want to discount that. To say that to diminish LeBron. What about it? A perennial is not a flower. My bad. It's a plant. That what? I don't know. That's seasonally based. So shows up every season. Who said that's where the word came from? You just you just try to throw that on. So if I look up the word and the first thing that comes up is plants, and it says that these are plants that flower, whatever they are. See, yeah, look. Lasting or existing for a long or apparently infinite time. Enduring or continually recurring. They, they continually won this year. They continually won this year? Yeah. So it's no perennial team, winning teams then. If it's not infinite. I mean, they have to lose. Infinite means you always win. Lakers wasn't always winning. They got the most championship rings than anybody. Celtics not. You if you want to fixate on specific things within the words, we can do this all day. We can do this all day because with the actual definition of the word, the literal meaning of the word, don't nobody fit in the NBA. Okay. So let, let's. Or continually recurring, right? So let's just say that the Lakers win. This doesn't say continually. Rice every 10 years. This doesn't say seasonally. It just says continually recurring. And so if I'm looking at it from this year, they continually won recurrently over and over and over, man. Okay, so if I wanted to look at continually over the course of a minute, 
then I can say that sure. continually sure. you've been the dumbest person in this conversation and if, you have said some re- that would be your opinion. That would be your opinion on it, man. Sure. Okay. If you if you want to look at it within that minute, I'm looking at it from this season. Like okay. I said from the jump. You're being perennially idiotic. Nope, I disagree. This, I disagree. You best sharp as a marble. Right I disagree. Now. All right, bro. You got it. You got it. So let's just let's let's get into let's get into something else. Let's just matter of fact, I'm I'm gonna stay right here for a second. The Suns are not a team that has ever won an NBA championship. Yes or no? I don't know. They're, they've never won an NBA championship. You sure? Yes. Okay. Go ahead and look it up. Are you going, I'm, I'm, Go ahead and look I'll take your word on it. I'll look it up later. Go ahead. That's fine. There is nobody on that team that has ever won an NBA championship, right or wrong? Mm, trying to think of their roster. CP3 ain't DeAndre Aiden. Um, never. D Book had never. Um, Jay Crowder never. Yeah, because LeBron. But who else? I don't know who on campaign now. Never. Um, Cam Johnson Young. Uh, who else they got? Javon Carter. Nope. Oh, yeah. Right. So sure. not a team. So not a team of people that have been. In the most intensive playoff situation. So that's that's my point. That's the point that I was getting across there. So a whole bunch of reasons to criticize him are out there. And I think the fact that you can't even get to the fact that the reasons have merit shows that you are very emotionally tied no. to LeBron James. Okay. So put it like my my thing is if LeBron was completely healthy, he continued to play at his MVP pace as he was playing at the beginning of the year. And then came out and did something like this. Sure. This man, he tried to come back, I guess, a month ago. Yeah, the beginning of April. And he couldn't play. He played one game, then had to pull himself out for another two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. Then came back. Still wasn't the same where he wasn't as explosive, couldn't move laterally like he wanted to. And then you saw the whole entire playoffs. He wasn't in, wasn't in shape like he normally would have been based on the regular season games. As well as he wasn't able to move. And you think I'm supposed to say his um, legacy is in jeopardy because he's injured? No, that don't make sense. Plus, he's 36 years old. How does that make sense if everybody's saying he looks injured, he was just injured, and everybody knows how bad high ankle sprains are. Running backs don't play the rest of the seat. Well, they'll miss two months off high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. And this man supposed to come back at the highest level, highest level of sports, the NBA playoffs. And just supposed to be LeBron James that we saw at 19 years old, 22 years old. That don't make sense, bro. Anybody that think that way, a hater. Wow. Okay. So, so let's. I, I'll I'll get into. I'm playing. Hey, wait, 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 I'm one playing more thing. I'm playing one more thing. One more thing. Right Go ahead. Go ahead. Pitcher got a rotator cuff injury. He go in the World Series. You still expect him to pitch 100 miles per hour? How really did he have the rotator cuff injury? And how significant was it? A partially torn rotator cuff. I didn't have one of them. Partially torn, unless it happened in the in spring training. Unless it happened in spring training. No. So right I before, I'm, let's say one to two months before, he tries to rehab. He gets maybe two I games. I would not in expect before. him to throw 100 miles. An hour. You're not going to expect him to be at his best, are you? Nope. So why do we expect that with LeBron James? I'm done. That's all okay. I'm saying. So there, there's there's some other things to bring up. 
So we have the strength of the Western Conference that is being discussed now because those of you who are, and of course, this is me playing devil's advocate. I'm not even going to give you my position. You're a hater, bro. No, I'm just going to give you Continue. the relevant arguments against where you're at because I know you're the resident Bron fan out of the two of us, so I feel like you should be the one to defend it. Go this ahead, is man. a show where we're supposed to discuss the stuff. Go so, ahead, sir. So I think that Bron getting through the East as many times as he did, Bron having the perfect finals record in the first round, something that a lot of other players that we talk about in the, in the GOAT conversation can't boast. Um, those things, I think, come into question now because, one, you have the argument that, oh, Bron had that, had that record because he was playing in a weaker conference. When he got to another conference where the competition was a little bit better, it was harder for him to carry people to do the things that he did because, I mean, either one of us can't, can't deny the fact that the team that he brought to the, to the finals in Cleveland, whichever one of those years, where there was no Kevin Love and no Kyrie, that was a weak team. That was a weak team. But... Bruins putting 35 up a game. Yeah, but you have, you, have, you have those arguments there that say that Bron has this perfect finals, not, excuse me, perfect first-round record because most of the time he was playing a weak conference, and when he got to another conference, it stopped. What would you say to that? How many... In LeBron's 18 years, how many of those were he, did he miss a significant amount of games where he was injured entering the playoffs? Or even for over a third of the season, did he miss games in any of those years? None. None of, none of those years. The only other year where he missed as many, I think it was, no, I don't think he missed as many games in um, 2019. That's where he, I think that was where he originally had missed the most games. And then this year, in comparison to the shortened season, he's missed the highest percentage of games, therefore putting his team as a seven seed. Also, if say if he misses in the front end and he still gets to ramp up like he typically does right before the playoffs where he really turns it on, such as last year when he played, they played against the Clippers, they won, LeBron went off, then come back the next, I think two days later, one or two days later, destroy the Bucks, completely mm-hmm. shut down Giannis. Yep. That's LeBron getting in playoff mode. Now, you completely take LeBron ramping up to playoff mode, coming from his 26 points a game, all that, being healthy, and you just say, hey, you're not healthy coming into the playoffs. You're missing – I don't even think – did he play – yeah, he played the last – typically he doesn't even play the last regular season game. And this year he had to play the last regular season game just because he wasn't healthy trying to ramp up for the playoffs. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. All those years in the East – whether well this year it was a freak injury because Solomon Hill dove at somebody's ankle when he clearly wasn't about to get the ball, but another story for another Man, day. You really you are really stretching this whole Hey bro. If you don't want people to believe that you hey, were bro. like just unreasonably like dedicated to Braun as a fan, just don't say stuff like that. Demon, he didn't he didn't even get close to the ball. All right, bro. Go you know ahead. how first of all, you go know ahead. how the same. I ain't even going. It, it don't, I'm not gonna waste no energy on that. You you really can't compare this to the other season, saying that it's because of the more difficult Western Conference or anything like that. It's literally LeBron being injured. Hmm. Okay, and that that brings me to my next point. Go ahead, man. Um, his effort has also come into question. I was watching. I, I saw a TikTok today where a guy was talking about you know his his um, his hustle yeah. over the course of yeah. the last couple of games. Which I mean, I'll I'll admit I. I thought it was questionable myself at certain points. But then again, I've never been a player that – I think Brian had every reason in the world to be frustrated. I, will, I, <laughs> I won't mince words there. I won't mince words there. But 
to somebody who is talking about the, as you say, the greatest player of all time, having questionable effort in those situations, which we've seen a whole bunch of people critiquing. We've seen a whole bunch of people critiquing over the course of the last couple of days. What do you say to those people? I don't think he could have given more effort in those spots, sure. Mm -hmm. I, I saw the same plays. But also what I've noticed is I've never seen LeBron that tired in the playoffs. If you look at game six right there, he was completely gassed by the second quarter. And that's why I'm saying it still comes back to him not being in shape. Because have you ever seen LeBron just look that tired that early on, honestly? I don't pay that much attention to how, his, how he looks. Hey, bro, he was yeah. out there. So I'm ta I'll take your word for I'm, it. Because that's what – I don't say that's the only reason, but when you're already super tired and you're frustrated, things like that happen. Mm, I don't know. It just... Nah, bro. Okay, so you out here getting beat down. They double-teaming you the whole game. I'm the wrong person to ask about getting beat down instead of getting that for. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm they double-team the you the whole game. I'm the wrong person to ask about getting beat down Every, instead of getting that bro. Look, you can check my film. Can you just listen? You can check my film. Just hear, hear me out. you getting beat down. Double-team on the edge every single time. They just running right. They doing a sweep your way every time. Double-team you. And corner not setting the edge, they go for a touchdown. Mm -hmm. They do that six times in a row. That seventh time you're still giving full effort? No, you're not, Damani. You are not still giving full effort. You're not going to try to fight through that double team. Especially if you didn't get any conditioning. And so you already gassed. And then you're getting frustrated? Nope. check my film. Nope. I'm not rolling. Okay. Well, I'm Okay. Send me all your film. No, I'm going to go through a full day of your practice. If you don't go 100% every single play, I don't. We're talking. No. Nope. You better go 100% every single play, money. Why are you so mad? Why are you so mad? If, if it's a bomb for a touchdown, you better be running right behind him, 50 yards behind him if it need be. So, can I? 100% effort. Do you, I, I, I'll put it to you this way. Since, since you've questioned the context to, yeah. to this point, I will say it on the show. So, a game that we did not win, I won't say what the score was, a game that we did not win. I took on 29. I counted. I went and counted. 29 doubles at the point of attack. So, you cold? No, it's not that, I, why, no, it's not that I'm cold. You? It's just because where I was positioned on the field, it had nothing to do with it had nothing to do with the player I was. It was just where I was at. And this was what three months ago, two months ago, but twenty nine doubles over the course of a of of a game in April in Texas, like in deep in Texas. Yeah, man. So I, I'm the wrong I'm the wrong person to talk to about effort Amen. in situations where you have every reason not to give it. That's just that's. That, so I, I have questions about, about Brian there. Do I necessarily blame – I don't blame him at all for what happened. But would I like to see something different out of the best player on the court, the best player in the world there? Of course I would have. Of course I would have. But I just want you to know, bro. I'm just saying he was out of shape. That's all I've been saying. Okay. And, and no, but you've been saying a whole lot more than that, bro. I said he was out of shape and hurt? No, Mine but Mine goes back to the same two things. Him being out of shape and hurt the whole entire time. But, I haven't said anything else. Yes, you have. What else have I said? That his legacy shouldn't be um, judged because he's out of shape and hurt and old? You, you've said... What else have I said other than those three things? And you're going along the lines of being a Bron apologist, is what I would say. Because everything that he has done, everything that he has done, there's some like valuable reason that he should be absolved for it. Every time. And, you're, and I, if you ever... When? If you ever defended when? me, if you ever when? defended me, I well, hope that you take this same approach. What are, are you serious? Because you, you are really defending this man. How am I defending him saying that he was hurt? 
Hey, Devon, I want you to get a high angle sprain and go out there and try to play in the NBA basketball game. I'm not saying that he, bro. We're talking about nope. Him sitting there talking to the referees while a fast break is happening. Okay, we're talking question about stuff two. Like that. They were beating him up and wasn't calling no, no fouls though. Apologist. Hey, Devon, I got Brown a question. Apologist, right? Should they have been calling them fouls? I, this is what I said. Because no, Booker was on the other end, barely getting touched, they call a foul. Mm, no, but see, that, that much I can't do. That much I can't do. Game six, that much I can't do. I'm talking about the whole series. No, especially the... Um, okay, I won't talk about the whole series. No. Because, but I, Even game I, six, Booker would go in there and barely get... One time, Bruin got hit on the right arm and the left arm in the middle of a shot. They Byron, did not call a single foul. Byron, they were doing it on both sides. I, I'm not saying that the nope. officiating wasn't nope. bad. And I'm nope. saying I'm that not. it disproportionately affects the Lakers just because of how much of their game happens at the rim. But if you go if you go back and look, just go back and look at I how watched ma- the whole game. Go back and look at how mad the Suns players were getting and how mad the Lakers players were getting right around the rim because of how much contact was being allowed in game six. They were allowing a lot of contact, but they were doing it on both but sides. But the difference is, is how much contact they were hitting Brown with. I don't necessarily think that that's that, bro. If they're allowing one contact, time they hit Brown in in the body area and then hit him in the arm area too. This is a completely different shot. And they tried to call a jump ball. But okay, no, but look at see, the, no, I'm saying so. The ref looking at it and say, I'm just not gonna call it. Bro, if they're not caught, and I'm not, I'm not speaking to to specifics. You the can't do one, that, bro. The only one that I can remember there was a there was a sequence of like two, three, two, three. Um, just I can't remember. There were two, three uh, attempts at the rack, going back and forth, like two, three possessions, where the Lakers didn't get a call. Looking at the ref, Kaminsky didn't get a call. On the other end, taking it to the rim. Wait, His wait, big, slow wait, step. slow. His big, slow so step let's stop it right the there. Rim. Let's slow, let's stop it right there. Okay. Go ahead. Kaminsky getting a call on LeBron James getting a call two completely oh different things. Byron, Booker was getting his superstar call still when he would go in there. And I'm not necessarily sure if I if you're generalizing for the whole series, then maybe. But Even game that six, game. No, 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 no. Can't yep. I can't do it. Yep. I can't do it for game I can. six. I cannot do I it can. for game six. I can. And I can respect. Nope. <laughs> so I he, said what I got to say, man. Right. He got his call. LeBron didn't get his call. Brun shot more shots in the paint than Booker. I'm pretty sure Booker still got more free throws that game. I couldn't tell you if he did or he didn't, but I'm saying that Can the entirety you, so, of the game, consistently, they were allowing a lot of contact. They well, so why was Booker getting so many free throws that game still? He still probably had at least 10 free throws. 10 free throws is, what, five fouls? And how many Brun get? I don't think Brun got five fouls. But you got to think about how. Okay, well, think about that's how, that's all I'm saying. Think about how Bron had more shots was. with contact. Think about how compressed the paint was. They were catching Bron earlier. And they were fouling him earlier. What that mean? It mean okay. If you're if you are above the circle, if you are above the circle, the likelihood of getting a foul call there versus getting a foul call right by the rim is a lot lower, and you Dude, know that. Don't make sense, bro. So you don't think that you have an emotional title, LeBron James? Bro, I'm just saying that them referees were cheating, bro. Okay, all right. So now we got. I thought the, the referees way. were gonna cheat for us, but they ain't do it. So now we got all the way to the refs are cheating. So you agree with them? Them calls? I'm not saying that I agree with them. I'm saying I can deal with. I can oh. deal with refereeing that's consistent. I hate it when refereeing is inconsistent. They were consistently bad on both sides. Give it to them. Also, boys would have had a chance if. Kyle Kuzma didn't touch the floor. So you that mad at Kyle Kuzma right now? Hey, bro. This man did a pull-up. I don't know if it was a jumper or a pass. And he, hit the ba- no, and he hit the backboard like a, a brick. Floater. 
I, the money I could have done with it, he did. They, <laughs> one time he came in the game immediately after we, we were on like on a 10-0 run. They go on an 8-0 run. Bump it right back up to 18. Yeah. And that's when Brun said, hey, get me out this game. He said, get me out now. I, I was like, I understand, bro. Because at halftime, I said, Kyle Kuzma better not touch the point. What did Frank Vogel do? Put him right back in the game. I didn't see. I didn't see this happening, but I read it on Twitter that the Kendrick Perkins really say that when Kyle want, Kuzma get in the game. I turned it off because I don't want my son to watch bad to get bad habits. Hey, bro, I felt him. I felt him. Bro, that was that's hilarious. It's like he, but like he just gives bad effort. Like he gives effort, but it's just he not playing basketball, bro. He is playing. Basketball. No, I don't know what sport. He, he just. It bro, ain't basketball, bro. I was really, I was really happy with how Kuzma played last year. I don't know what's happened this year. I don't know what has happened this year. That man shot twenty nine percent, averaging like six points a game for the playoffs. Something like that. I can do that. You can't do that. You can do what Schroeder did in Game Five, and you can do it for a lot cheaper. Oh, oh, <laughs> hey man. Lakers better send him packing. They better not even offer him ten million a year. Cause he had two bad games. Hey, Damani, they offered this man eighty-four million for four years. He said he worked more. I'm aware. First of all, I'm not. Get, I'm not going to give him that offer again after what he pulled. First of all, he had four bad games this playoffs. I'm, well, I was just talking about four out of six two. games. Uh, well, how? What do you consider bad? Like what he had multiple. He, I'm pretty sure he had four games under ten points. He had four games under ten points. Are you sure? Hey, bro. I'm going to check it later, but I'm pretty sure he had four hey, bad look, games, bro. Keep talking. I'll look. I got it, bro. I'm going to basketball reference. But you're talking, though, so you can't do two things at once. You're not he, a good he's terrible. He's terrible. I don't want him back on the team. Oh, I mean, you don't have the right to say that as a Laker fan, first and foremost, because I'm a Laker fan. I'm a Laker say, fan. No, you're not. No, no. You're a Braun fan. But – Looking at everybody else who – this is what I'll say about, about my take on Brian. I don't think that – well, I was, in, I was in a different spot. I don't, nothing that he does from this point on, beyond a reasonable doubt, is going to change where he's at legacy-wise for me. Yeah. I think he's the greatest player over the age of 33, maybe, that we've ever seen. Uh, he was probably the, he, he's the greatest 18 year old basketball player we've ever seen. Uh, there's a whole bunch of categories where he is already cemented. I don't think there's anything really that he can do from this point on that's going to change where he's at legacy wise. And the goat conversation and the greatest backcourt, frontcourt, whatever, wh- wherever you want to put him. I don't think that anything he does from this point is going is going to change that. And it's really everybody else's fault before it's his fault. So I don't I don't have anything to say about his legacy after that. And anybody that does, I don't know if I really want to listen to you. The only the only thing that I will say is, you all that have been talking about his first round record forever, I'm glad that y'all can. Y'all I really don't have to say that anymore. But when I talk about his first round record, I don't talk about it like I don't really talk about that as a achievement. I just people they don't talk about Brun having four rings or anything like that. They always talk about his finals record overall. Meaning, when they talk about his record overall, they only talk. They mainly emphasize on the losses, saying, "If you got six losses, you can't be considered the goat." But then, somebody playing the league fifteen years only makes it to the finals five times, and say they win four times. Oh, now that's that's just the best thing ever because they win four and one in the finals better than someone 
who made it, who was able to get there 10 times. I just don't understand why you take away from someone's legacy because they made it to the final and their team didn't have enough to win at all. And I agree with you there. I think that you might be able to say off of that that somebody shrinks in big moments, but that that's that's a possible. I'm saying that just in general, you should think going to the finals is better than not going to the finals, and everything subsequently before that, going to an Eastern Conference Finals is better getting bumped in the second round of the playoffs. I think that all of those winning achievements are better. I think the championships has to be weighed a whole bunch differently, but just generally winning is better. So I ain't got no issue with that. I think he had three games instead of um, four. Okay. So three three games where he severely underperformed. Send him packing. I don't know. He need to be playing in the Iranian league. That's an overreaction. And that's just because you're emotionally tied to Brown. And that's okay. To the Lakers, man. I want my team to win. You're emotionally tied to the I want the Lakers to get their ring this year. And that's man. okay. That's okay. I just you need to be able to own that. You need to be able to own that. I just don't I don't understand why they're trying to I've never seen any other legend. Cause LeBron is a legend. Yes, without a doubt. I've never seen so many people just try to throw dirt on his name for no reason. And this and in this specific example, 36-year-old coming off injury, not healthy all the way, maybe at 70%. And they saying, oh, if he don't win here, he will never be able to do this. He, he can never be considered a top three player, top five player ever. Skip Bayless talking about, this defines who LeBron, who LeBron is um, in all, with, within the all-time greats. If he goes out there and wins, this helps him. If he goes out there and loses, he has to drop down, blah, blah, blah. How can a game at 36 years old determine LeBron James' legs? Then people didn't say that about Michael Jordan when he was 36 playing in the league. I agree with you. It just don't make sense, bro. I, I, don't don't make, I don't like double standards, man. No obje- people hypocrites. No objection here. No objection. Here. You be rolling with them a lot of times. No, them but same I think, people. Here's the reason. Them I, same people. You, no, you be here, rolling with Skip. Here's when there's certain. I mean, being somebody that because of y'all has to bring has to say not even necessarily negative stuff about LeBron, just stuff that in comparison with other players, I say he's less than them in this mm. category. I have to say stuff like that because I'm constantly talking to people like you. But other than that, there's no real neg- There's nothing really negative that I have to say about LeBron James. If you got something negative to say about LeBron James, you must be a hater. Okay, and that, that see, you just you say stuff that ruins your credibility all the time. How? I don't know how you don't hear it. This man is out here opening up schools for kids. I agree, but I'm saying that nobody can say anything negative about him. Nothing. I'm just saying if you out here pointing out his flaws and not pointing out his great stuff he's doing in the community, I just don't see how you. Really for humanity whatsoever. You not for humanity. If you, have anything <laughs> negative. you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. No human. You open up a school. Should be. I have not. I don't be talking down school. on your name. Yes, you do. But anyway, you did it. You did it on air a week ago. I don't remember that. You sat in that very chair right there and talked down on my name a week ago. I don't remember. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. But real quickly, we've been on this for too long. Your team, the rest of the playoffs is who? Your team, the team that you're rooting for, or the team to win. Or both. First, I gotta say the team I want to lose. Go ahead. I hope the um, old boys get swept, sons. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. Ain't no reason to be that mad. Nah, bro. They were doing all that talk after the game because they won in the first round. I ain't, ain't never no seen fun when the rabbit got the gun. Hey, bro. First Jay of all, Crowder. I ain't never seen nobody act like that off of a round one win in my in my entire life. Have you? 
No, I haven't paid that much attention. Though. That's what I'm saying. Cause don't nobody do that. Maybe in the Easter Conference Finals, something like that. This is round one. Oh, they get swept. I hope they get swept. I'm, I'm actually rooting for the Suns. Nope. I hope they lose. And you should be rooting for the Suns nope. too, because that would really help. That nope. would help you in that conversation. I don't want. I don't they, want it. I want them swept. I want Giannis to get his ring this year. If the Lakers lose to the eventual champions, nope. that would really help you. I don't care. Nope. But I, I mean, I love CP. Love Devin Booker. I hope so. he. I, I still hope he never makes it past the um, Western Conference Finals. Why? CP three a dirty player, bro. Okay. That man dirty. Well, all right, I'm, I'm... Then you see him with them fake tears? I'm just leaving. Bro, somebody hit him in his back, and he act like I'm somebody shot him. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm gonna leave. You, you're opening yourself up for Braun. I'm not even talking. right now, because everybody was talking about Braun being a terrible actor. Yeah. Okay, just stop. We're, we're done. I don't so, care about that. So, I I want the Suns to win. Nope. Get them swept. But if I had to pick a team, I'd pick the Bucks. I want, I want Giannis to get his first ring, man. Okay. He is humble. Kids humble, okay. man. Introduce the next topic. Since you were, this is this is another one that Byron came up with. One of f- very few. So, and just everything you do, mm-hmm. you know, people got to get out of their comfort zone for different reasons. Why? Why is it? First of all, why is it important to get out your comfort zone? And two, how do you get out of that comfort zone? That's, those are two really tough questions. Hey, that you're just gonna broadly ask me to talk yeah. about. Go ahead and talk about them, man. Why do I think it is important to get out of your comfort zone? First and foremost, I think that, well, I guess even before I say that, another first and foremost, I hate getting out of my comfort zone. I like, that's why you call it a comfort zone. That's where I like it. This is where I I fit my niche, whatever it be. I love being in my comfort zone. But I think looking at doing stuff outside of that, Whatever realm it may be, and it can be in any area that you have a comfort zone in, I think that personal growth is a lot about expanding your horizons and testing out new experiences, new just theoretical paths of of thinking uh, that may in some way be conducive to making you a better person as a whole, a better professional, a better whatever role it may be, a better father, a better um, significant other to somebody else, I think you kind of owe it to yourself to at least give certain, not everything, obviously, but just give certain things that you feel may be constructive to, like, just your future being Mm -hmm. a shot. Um, And what was the other really broad generally weird way that you asked that question i said why is it important then how do you get out of that comfort zone and like um well before i get into that what was one of the if you feel open talk i just came up with this too can you name a time that you've gotten out of your comfort zone and it worked like for your actual personal growth and things like that if you ain't got one that you want to talk about that's fine but um if i think of a better one i'll probably stop myself but Something that hasn't necessarily worked. Um, I've I've expressed on the that I have an interest in, in going into coaching after I uh, after I get done playing my thirty fifth year of, of football. Um, I'm much more inclined to work on the defensive side of the ball than I am on the offensive side of the ball, just because I understand it a lot better. I spent 
year and a half on offense, and I feel like that gave me just a great, a, a lot better perspective as to how things work on that side of the football. But I'm very defensively minded when it comes to uh, football stuff. So what I'll do sometimes, and I just did it the other day. Um, I don't, I don't go to clinics at this point, but I'll watch some of the clinic tapes that are put out by great offensive coaches. And one of the ones that I watched um, just the other day was Steve Sarkeesian, the current coach of the Texas Longhorns, when he was the offensive coordinator at Alabama, discussing how he marries the run game with the RPO game with his shot game. And just talking about how different levels of defense get attacked with every, like with just everything that they do. And how moving everything like in the in similar patterns and making everything look the same generally just allows for the greatest offensive success that they can have. And I feel like just knowing knowing those things even can it it not only makes me smarter as in terms of having an offensive mind, but if I was to construct the defense knowing that these that that an offense has these goals then I have a better perspective and understanding what I am actually trying to stop. Instead of just looking at it and thinking, okay, they want to go here, and then the next thing they want to do, they want to go here. I can understand how all levels of this thing work together and how I have to find the disconnects in that entire system. And instead of just looking at it and saying, this fixes this, this fixes this, this fixes this, looking at the system as a whole, I think that helps. But That makes perfect sense. So you... Will you please answer these broad, ridiculously asked questions I'll that keep you just asked? Nice and narrowly tailored. Okay. Um, first, one of the first, like the biggest ones I thought of um, was just coming to college. Hmm. Like, I always knew I wanted to go to college and things like that, just like growing up. But it's really, you're stepping outside of your comfort zone for the most part. I moved, I moved five hours away from my family. And it's like, you're on your own. You're being independent. And you have to just like learn to cope and work inside of an environment that you've never been in for the most part. You don't, for, I, I knew one, one to two people up here before I got up here. And it's just like you have to make room for yourself and like grow that is one of the first ones I thought of. And then another one I thought of getting out of my comfort zone is typically I just don't go up and speak to a lot of people if I don't know them. But like in law school, um, I learned like the importance of networking. Mm-hmm. And so an- another thing I had to learn how to do was being able to build more connections, um, reaching out to people I don't know. And through that, I've just learned so much valuable advice um, regarding law school, just getting through it, as well as the job market and things like that. It's just there's so many different people's minds you can pick. But if you don't get out of that comfort zone, you're you're missing out just like on a lot of valuable gems out there that you just are, I guess, holding yourself back from. Hmm. Look at you getting. I, I, yeah, I just came up with that on spot too, you know. Hey man. Okay. That's, no practice. Ease up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Man. yeah, man. So, any just general advice for people in terms of getting out of their comfort zone, based on what little experience you mm. have? Two routes for it. There's two routes for it. One way you can plan it really well. You can, because I've done this, I'll probably do this a lot still, but I think of every possible solution or problem that may come up within me getting out of my comfort zone. 
I, I basically overanalyze like, okay, if I go out and reach out to this person, this person can say this, this person can say this, this, this. Um, and like, I just prepare myself for things that can come. Okay. Sometimes it works and sometimes it's like the best way to do it that way. But sometimes you can kind of psych yourself out in which you're like, okay, if, he, if this person does do this, then what do I do? And then you don't have an answer for that. But in reality, if you just go for it and just don't overthink it and just, just you just basically go for it, it kind of works out better in those situations too sometimes just from the fact that you don't overanalyze something. But you always still need to be prepared. So I guess you kind of need to find um, a happy medium of that and not just – Sometimes throwing yourself out in the deep end is great, but sometimes you need to think it through why you're doing this, I guess the benefits, as well as, well, I guess the pros and cons of the situation. That's, that's good advice, man. You got any advice on it? Mm, not really. <laughs> uh, but I guess if I, was, if I was telling people something regarding getting out of their comfort zone. What I like to do and what kind of led me to study an offensive football more, and that's just that's one of the more relevant examples. I guess an example that more people would relate to would be um, I've been doing a whole bunch of research in crypto lately. Mm. Uh, I don't really have much of my own money to do anything with now, but I figure when I get into that market, I want to be all in and know things rather than just saying, ooh, Dogecoin, let's put money in there. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I want to... I think it's part of this. I, I can't even remember who told me this, but part of wisdom is knowing what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think the mistake that some people make and a mistake that, that, you know, I've made at times is wanting to be complete, you know, and, and just in terms of the way that you view um, just your approach like you don't want to say that you know i have a weakness here i have a weakness there i have there there's some unknowns here instead of addressing that a lot of times what we'll do is say you know i have confidence in this area i'm a focus here and we're going to go um and i think there's no problem with doing that but i think you have to have a healthy cognizance of i don't know this i have kind of a blind spot here and I don't think that you necessarily, you well, you definitely shouldn't like abandon those strengths in favor of just trying to improve on the weaknesses because they're strengths for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to the strength that you've developed is still relevant, and you want you want to use that to propel you have in whatever way you can. But those weaknesses, those blind spots, take time to see if there is a way that you can improve upon them. And I think that a lot of the stuff that I currently do in terms of getting out of my comfort zone is just kind of sitting in those blind spots, uh, looking at those weaknesses and saying, okay, I can improve in this area here to make it less of less of a blind spot, less of a weakness, whatever it may be. So I guess that's, that's my, yeah. to sum up that advice, it'd be, Look at those things where you're not great and see how you can just abide in those spaces for a little bit and find some area for improvement. Yeah. 
And kind of to go off the thing you said about wisdom, one thing I learned is the more you know about something and, like, think you're an expert on it, you realize, that's when you start to realize, you really realize to start that you don't know much at all. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be fine with, I guess, being uncomfortable with the uncomfortable in that sense in which you're fine with knowing that you don't know this and you have to reach out to someone, you have to do more research on it and do things like that to, I guess, better yourself and still get your growth and development that you need. But yeah, that's all I got on it, man. You know, keep it. I like the, the, the wisdom of the young Byron Keaton. Hey, man, you know, you know. It was great. Just like, what was that, 25 minutes ago, we was talking about your stupidity. You, you're an interesting, interesting bro, bro. Because you got, like, a dichotomy. Because you'd be, like, stupid sometimes, and then wise other times. Nope. You're just a hater, bro. No, I'm not a hater, bro. I, I caught, I have, we have to, as men, be able to tell each other, hey, bro, you're wilding right now. And I wanted to tell you, but the best way for me to get that across is to call you names. So that's why I do it. Nope. Out of love. Nope. And if I've ever called you a name, Colton, Chase. It was out of love. See? You see how I made that come full circle, bro? The stuff from last week, I made it come full circle. Demonio, you kidnapped him. That's it. We're done. That's the last <laughs> thing. That I'm, I, I didn't kidnap anybody. Los Angeles Lakers, NBA champions, 2022. Book it. Go ahead and call Vegas. Put your bets in. Wherever you at, YouTube, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast, Spotify. Thank you for rocking with us today. Appreciate y'all. Always appreciate y'all. Uh, show th- no, go ahead. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, and shout out to Show Thief who gonna play us out today. Appreciate y'all. Oh, he got it today. That's it. That's it. it. When you make it through the struggle, you the pain. Do you get your umbrella off the chance that it might rain? I stood tall. When I see my people going through it, I put the blame on me And I see my homie lose his mind, but I gave him his first taste of lean I ain't gonna lie, that really hurt me, but I had to close the curtains And one thing I learned on Lion King is everybody gotta eat Let me tell the party, let me get a whole piece And all the homie can't get that from me You play football, you got a bright future, you supposed to see you on the TV And I said, that's true, and I'm gonna do it But I really gotta make something happen And I probably could've asked my family for something But instead I started hitting leaks with that.